0: This week's podcast is part two of a two-part conversation Um, that's not broken up into any specific underlying logic. It's just the conversation went a little bit long. So um, if you haven't heard last week's podcast um, and you're not sure uh, how we got to the topic we got to, that's why. Uh, And we hope uh, you enjoy the show. Thanks very much for listening.
1: And so um, so when I listened to Kanye, I was... Thinking about earlier about what you said about this exercise, so I want to put him in the trickster tradition, but also put him mm. in the Kardashian tradition, where there's got to be some attention on you guys, or you guys don't exist.
2: Right, yeah. you shrivel up.
1: You know, yeah. economically, yeah. you got to be telling people shit. Sure. You be, yeah. You know, yeah. look how great we are. Look how fabulous this lifestyle is. The man has some mental issues that he is admitted to, and that he is off of his meds at the moment. And a bid for the White House. Strikes me in two ways. One is, you're not serious. You're not going to take any votes away from Biden. You probably won't even get on the ballot. Honestly. Don't.
2: Yeah, he probably you know, won't.
1: Because it's attention. It's attention span, right? It's that eight mm-hmm. year old kind of running from room to room going, and mm-hmm. then rockets. And then you go, what do you mean rockets? And he runs away. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, so. And then, then he comes back feels, and
2: says, and then mushrooms.
1: <laughs> My, my what I was saying was the Rockets. Remember earlier I was telling you about the Rockets. Yes, I do. Eight year old. Right. Um, <laughs> right. Is it's impor- I wonder if he's a trickster in the sense that he helps illuminate some of the the things that people don't typically look at. So, can a person like Kanye run for president? We know people who've done this. Ross Perot. We've done we've we, the outlier kind of thing, right? To kind of bring into question what the structure looks like for people. Tricksters don't bother me so much. Even if I don't care for them, I'm like, mm, they kind of make you look at this. What is Kanye making us look at right now by declaring himself a presidential candidate? What is he
2: doing? Yeah, but that's the thing. I don't think he's actually doing any interesting or lifting any interesting weight. I think that he all he's doing is is mm-hmm. really just muddying the waters. I mean, for people who genuinely feel that he is a musical genius and that he's mm. someone worth listening to. Uh-huh. Well, you've he, he previously, asked, I
0: mean, you previously—I mean, you—you have previous—I mean, you do like Kanye's music. I know there was one album in particular that you. Are, are you, uh, you saying or... me,
2: Seth? Are you saying Yeah, Steph. Yeah. I'm sorry, Steph. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I—I I have to say, I find his musical production brilliant. He did uh, he found—he caught the zeitgeist of this moment in music. Yeah, okay. And when I should—when I should say this moment, when I say this moment, what I mean is really the past, like five, six, seven years, he found a particularly unique way of making hip-hop in a broader Mm. and deeper, right? So it's not the trap house stuff that I hear a lot that I find Mm. completely derivative and annoying now. But it's some other Mm. thing. And he... and Actually, so let let me do this little aside. Um, Aziz Ansari was uh doing a bit did a bit about uh kanye a few years back he and i don't remember whether i saw this live or i saw this recorded really good set he talked about being invited to kanye's house and he's to hang and kanye's there with i guess kim is around and they're hanging out with a bunch of people and some music's playing kanye stops it puts on one of his own tracks and plays it. And then I think the way the bit goes is he intermittently says over the track, or maybe he stops it and says this, uh, yo, check out this section right here. Check out how dope this transition is. Or check out how dope this, the, the drums are right here. And Aziz mm-hmm. said, it's like, that would be like me inviting people over to my apartment <laughs> Playing one of my stand-up routines and say, yo, check (laughs) out this joke, just joke right here. That's dope though, right? Like, he's that kind of narcissist. But the thing is, Mm. the music kind of can bear that weight. Like, Uh, like there are, for me, for me. Okay. Okay. There are moments. (laughs) There are moments. I don't, I don't own any, I don't think I own any of Kanye's albums. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I think I've list, I have one like listed on Spotify there are real moments of like and I'm not a music producer but I still mm-hmm. recognize the kind of the kind of fineness of 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 faculty it takes to make that kind of work um and no, so you don't- Go ahead. You
1: won't call it a derivative, but you would say that like a lot of his samples are from songs that you've liked before or that you might recognize right. the sounds of them. Okay. So mm. is his genius in being able to present those samples in a fresh way? I mean, mm-hmm. because,
2: mm-hmm. okay. Fair enough. Okay, I just wanted to. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but I, think, I think the problem with Kanye is that he has an outsized influence on people in the culture. People who do not, like us, are not not as able to critically distance themselves from Kanye as the sort of music producer versus Kanye. Or no, make the distinction. That's what I want to say. They're not able to make the distinction between Kanye as as a music maker and Kanye as this public figure. So they conflate those two mm. things, right? And or those two constructs, and they they want to like hang on his every word. So he actually you know, this is celebrity. That's celebrity I culture. I know. Right? I know. I mean, I know but it's, but yeah, what I'm absolutely. saying well, is, I know you know. I know you know. I, I mean, I, I'm just saying it's yeah. But it's pernicious in this case, right? Like, sure. It, it's of pernicious. course. Like yeah. it, it, it. The only things that he does, as far as I'm concerned, in terms of the public discourse, especially around race and especially around the executive office and presidential power is he makes things worse he muddies the water (laughs) when he opens his mouth I just kind of want to go oh oh, not again don't so so I thought if I could come back to something that Stephen
0: had said and I agree with everything that you said Seth I mean it's not that I don't and I do think because of his his power and influence it does make him a more pernicious force in, Mm. in, in those circles for sure definitely true I thought your your point about uh, that it was like sort of it's like history being filtered through an. Inst- you didn't say it this way, but it's sort of like an history being filtered through an. Through an. You, you said an eight-year-old, but like history being filtered through social media, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or an Instagram account, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, this is in my feed, and so this is what I think about this issue. I haven't taken any time to go right. actually right. read or explore. And I thought that that was an apt, an absolutely apt description of what's going on. So, if we think of Kanye West as someone who is capable of capturing the zeitgeist is it not not just possible but isn't it plausible that he is reiterating something about the zeitgeist and that it is in fact true there are enormous resources for you to explore uh the history of uh black culture in america but that in fact the narrative that is most dominant and that is just flooded the airwaves and our consciousness is this other narrative of, mm. of the, of, of the history of subjugation. Um, mm-hmm. and that, and that it, it can lead a lot of, it can lead people into a blind alleyway. I mean, very, you know, to towards cynicism and, and towards a lot of, a uh, a lot of other, simplified notions of history
1: but that's why i think there's light and there's lessons and everything so that that this kanye moment this this grand interview Mm. he did with forbes is really it seems really silly on the surface but underlying Mm. and then there'll be moments when he's actually connecting two or three thoughts and i go oh okay okay and then you're off then he's off on something else right And I keep thinking that the way that the Forbes article was written was that they transcribed what he said almost directly, right? Mm -hmm. One, to say, Mm -hmm. hey, no, this is what you said. We have it on recording. And the ellipsis Mm -hmm. right here is when you were running to the bathroom and you came back or something, or you were trying Mm -hmm. to make some sense of something. Mm -hmm. But I think he, um, for example, this is what he says in the COVID, um, I mean, excuse me, in the Forbes article, on having COVID-19. Chill, mm-hmm. shaking in the bed, taking hot showers, looking at videos, telling me what I'm supposed to do to get over it. I remember someone had told me Drake had the coronavirus, and my response was, Drake can't be sicker than me. <laughs> do you understand what's going on here? And I'm sure he said that. <laughs> right. So, like, were you, how were you sick? How long were you sick? How did it impact? You know, you're in a, in a house full of other people. Did anyone else? come down with the virus? Did you guys even check? Does it even matter? It just feels like he offers Steven, up...
0: He, he was the most sick.
1: He's the and most he important. Got,
0: he got the most better
1: he is he and Trump they're just like of course they're good they're they're magnets right they want to be the best thing ever and Uh, just what you said earlier um, Seth about this idea of him stopping the music and saying you see how wonderful this is Mm
2: -hmm. I might have
1: been at that party I might have just pushed him over the rail I'd be like we can't do this
2: I'm going to end your life right now because
1: nobody wants to be told how to fucking listen to anything read anything listen to anything nobody wants to be I Mm -hmm. will sit in the audience is Roll my eyes in the front row, looking at you, going, "Oh, yeah, no, yeah. you got a problem? Yeah, <laughs> fucking sing. Right. I'll, do the, I'll do the thinking. I'll do, Fuck the, like, you. I'll
2: do the editorializing. I'll do the play by play. Right.
1: It's almost like you're so insecure about what it is that you're doing that you have to tell people what they're supposed to think about it. Right. I love it when I'm reading a book and I go, "Oh, this author doesn't think that he that we are paying any attention. So he or she has editorialized mm-hmm, throughout the entire right. thing, and it's not." it's not satirical. It's not a, um, it's a, it's just a failure of the writing.
2: I agree. I agree.
1: You know, yeah. there's no air room for anybody. So, and, anyway. and,
2: and, so there's another way in which I think Kanye captures the zeitgeist, which is this moment of public opinion becoming, becoming immediately important because and I want to, and oh. I, and I, and I, and oh. I've struggled with this because I don't want to say the media because it just sounds stupid to me. But there have been certain sort of legacy media platforms, the big ones, um, that are particularly the televised ones that, you know, mm-hmm. people like us back in the eighties and nineties were complaining about how they portrayed black people, right? Cause they would find the one black person and we say, um, what, what were the catchphrases? Uh, the house was on fire.
1: or um, No, it was get, definitely get white- a dim D's de- dim dad and those person who yeah. wasn't speaking correct English, who was Standard embarrassing English. to black
2: people and mm-hmm. white people. You know, black
1: people, they're going to think white, all black people are like that to white right. people. You know, right, right, kind of right, 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 right. Hide mm-hmm. your wife, hide
2: your kids. Right, that kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Right, but we were compl- so we were complaining about that for we've been uh, people who've been uh, critical of the of, of media apparatuses have been complaining about that for a long time, but we've come to this moment, and this is what I think the Zeit- this is part of the zeitgeist that both uh, get both Kanye and Kim capture, which is this moment where um, that voice of the woman or man in the street, the Ken Bones of this world, talking about. The the matters of the day suddenly become important and important in a way that's like viral, like mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. uninformed eight year old running from room to room, looking at my looking at the Instagram feed, um, and getting their opinions about Black History Month being equivalent to torture porn become important, right? Like we end up talking about this shit for days. This idi this idiocy that pours out of people's mouths because. We've come to a moment when, and you know, the Trump administration helped usher this in by by constantly uh, pushing the idea that media, nationalized media, aren't to be trusted. Uh, Institutions generally aren't to be trusted, that the individual's opinion can overrule the generals in the room who actually yes. know what they're talking about and presented evidence to the president right. saying, You should do this, you should not do this,' and he gets up and walks out and does what the hell he wants right like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so there's a way in which this moment privileges ignorance, it privileges the gut response he's a he he, he <laughs> operates from the gut, he's a gut guy he's not, mm. he's an idiot. And we've lost, to some extent, some traction with the mm. with the calumny that someone can be an idiot and therefore not worth listening to any longer. Like You can mm. have public idiocy actually lead the news, lead our public discourse. Mm. Mm-hmm. What do you... And and I think that, yeah, go ahead.
1: Oh, I apologize. I was wondering, what is it? I was writing down what you were saying and went, is it the internet? Is it long coming? Is this something that was coming before the internet? People wanting to be a part of, like right now, for example, I was thinking that when we're doing all these Zoom meetings, it's almost like we're all on TV all the time.
2: Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm, (laughs) Right? mm -hmm. And I think that 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 hunger for wanting to be, taken seriously, mm. wanting to be that whole gut thing. I want to have a beer with my president. No, I don't. <laughs> I want the president to do his job or her job or their job. But I was right. thinking about, I was trying to figure out um, as you were going, what's the shrubbery around this idea about people wanting and asserting themselves as someone you should listen to about things that they know very little about.
0: I think it's, you know, I think it's a strain of Gnosticism in America and uh, meaning that there is some secret knowledge that our sort of pre or anti-intellectual souls or our spirits have access to. I I mean, Locke, actually, John Locke Mm -hmm. has an observation about this, that changing, that it, it becomes... Um, Someone who uh, ascribes to irrational beliefs cannot be convinced with reasonable argument that their position is wrong, because every reason that you heap upon them basically uh, reinforces their faith that there must be something even deeper and even more true than the obvious reasons that you're giving them, because otherwise they wouldn't believe it. Right. They, they can't they can't open up the door or open up the window to the outside world and thus their own humility. And they might, in fact, just be wrong. And they might, mm-hmm. in fact, just believe things that aren't true. Most people are not very well equipped. Let's not say most. Lots of people driving the current discourse in this country are not really equipped mm-hmm. to deal with the fact that... That they just don't know enough to really have um, to to really justify their beliefs on something, and so it mm. there's there's an intensity of unreason in the country now, and and we're picking some. I mean, justifiably so. I mean, it's the the topic was Kanye West, and so we're picking some pretty low hanging fruit, which I, it makes sense. But I would say that you only have to reach a little higher and that is what's being taken seriously on social media and by CNN and increasingly by the New York Times. Like, I really, I I do feel that we are beginning to, and maybe this is just a moment, a fever pitch, it might pass, you know, I'm not a pessimist, but Mm -hmm. at this moment in America, we are losing the thread of reasoned intellectual discourse that Mm -hmm. is historically informed. Like, we're we're, mm. we're losing it. Like, it's getting harder to see. When I have to, when and, and this is actually what I do, when I have to fact-check New York Times and Washington Post stories for Mm. and not just for the underlying bias that's always been there in the media we all anyone that has you know made it through a humanities degree at a decent school has had some class where they've seen the you know where they Mm -hmm. examine the bias in mainstream publications and time and all that kind of stuff i get that Mm -hmm. but this is a different level and and i think Mm. that we we have some problems right now like real real problems the the adults like the the gavel and the robe has been taken from the adults. And right now it's being worn and wielded by a bunch of children or at best teenagers.
2: Right. Um, (laughs) No, no. I mean, when you look at Shapiro, um, what's his name? Ben Shapiro. When you look at. Sure. um, Brett Stevens.
0: Tucker Tucker Carlson. Yeah. When you look at Bobby Weiss,
2: like these people are not clever thinkers. They are not thought leaders, but they have the bullhorn. And yeah, and have lots of people
0: on mm-hmm. and lots of people on the left too. No, lots. fair enough.
2: No, fair enough. That's no, fair enough.
1: absolutely. Lots. I was actually trying to think of some left people because I knew that Ilhan you were going to bring that Omar.
0: up. Ilhan Omar would be one that I would put. I, I just I do not take her seriously. Really? Yeah, uh, oh yeah,
1: no, no, not at all.
0: Mm. I, I think uh, I think it, I, I don't put all of them right. in that group. I think Ocasio Cortez has like real gravitas and, and clearly so she, Katie Porter. She, she's yeah. Uh oh absolutely Katie Porter, yes. Mm-hmm. I would oh, I've for Porter. Katie Porter's yeah. campaign for president. She is yeah, yeah, fantastic. She's yeah, yeah. uh she's awesome. But uh no, there there are people who are righteously possessed of the stupidest fucking ideas. Marion mm. Wilson. No,
2: Marion Williamson. <laughs> Marian Williamson. Williamson yes. Yes, yes, Who yes, ran yeah, yeah, for yeah, president? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. my god. Yes, and her platform yeah. was basically we just need to turn hate into love. What? But then you know what she was able to do is she was able to bring love
1: into the conversation <laughs> around the presidential election. I love Marianne Williamson for she that.
2: is a nut job. She's, She's a macadamia.
0: <laughs> well, and and so and I'll try. I'll try. It won't be as quite as elegant as Seth's segue. But we had talked. To, we said we were about ha- ha- Hamilton. But uh, some of the criticism I feel comes out of this sort of extreme lack of imagination now i have my own artistic issues with hamilton Mm -hmm. as far as um which if we feel like talking about we can but the criticism around hamilton that you know, it doesn't do enough on Sally Hemings. It doesn't, uh, you know, uh, this is Sally Hemings, for our listeners that aren't sure, is uh, mm-hmm. was Jefferson's uh, um, indentured slave and lover and mother of his children, uh, some of whom he sold. Uh, and mm-hmm. um, I mean, de- deplorable historical figure in many ways. And So, you know, didn't do enough to, you know, sort of front load the issue of slavery and we should, all of these things are just, they're just bad faith engagements with the play. They're just not, they're not helpful. They're not, they're not imaginative. They're not, I I mean, they're
2: dumb. (laughs) They're dumb. Thank you. Agreed. Agreed. But let's talk about bad faith for a moment. I think that that too is one of the reflexes that that get employed habitually in our public discourse now. Um, and there's a way in which this sort of reconsideration of Hamilton as sort of failing the progressive project is reflective of that. Like the mm. I, the, in, in, I mean, I. I I get this sometimes as a as a writer for Hypoallergic. Right? I get this response to my work. I wrote this piece a few weeks back on making mistakes as an art critic. And uh, there were a couple of artists who were on my feed. And for the record, they, they're no longer friends on Facebook uh, who took the opportunity Of me basically being vulnerable and saying, here I am. This is what, this is how I've screwed up. And this is what I think. I'm already mad. (laughs) 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 In other words, the story, I'm already mad. I'm trying to be
1: vulnerable and here you are slapping
2: me down. But a lot of people, a lot of people use that, that, that term in describing the work to me. And I want to say, too, I should front load this, that the majority of the responses I got were really uh positive and laudatory, mm-hmm. and rec- in, in, in were were recognized that I was putting myself in a vulnerable position. But one mm-hmm. artist says something like, oh this is so full of mistakes it makes me think like isn't it really, is it really even possible to be like self reflexive anymore? Um and I and I want to say <laughs> and I want to say right so if you come to this thing to to this piece of writing or to the play Hamilton, to the musical Hamilton with this idea that you are going to find the holes in them and work your fingers in there and tear the Mm -hmm. thing apart. Then what's really the point of you taking in any sort of like, what's the point of you reading? What's the point of you attending these things? Is, is it is it really just going to be an exercise of power? Because if it is, then you're kind of missing the entire point. Laissez, laissez. <laughs> well, Le you sigh. said you
0: both. You said you both. Uh, you hate. You hated musicals, right? Yeah, they Really do. So, I, really so, do. so I, I. don't feel. I They're don't. I, I don't feel you guys on this. I. I definitely. Uh, I'm I enjoy musicals. For, I'm
1: punching it up for humor, but. I love musicals when I was a kid. As an adult, I just find them... I have to sit there and listen to people. One, here they start singing. Okay, now they're <laughs> singing. Okay, when is the singing gonna be over? Wait a minute. This is just in a minute singing. They're singing for three minutes. You know, and then you're supposed to be serious, right? I saw a musical But that's
0: like being mad when you read a book that they have paragraphs. Like you're going to hey, a musical. I don't want a musical It's <laughs> literally hey, what it's called. Listen, listen, like what <laughs> listen,
1: I defend myself and only in this way. I had to go with my kid once who won tickets. I had to take my kid, the sounds of music, and I remember just going, hmm. <laughs> you're complaining about the sound listen. of music? Oh absolutely. Come, Come after on. me. Anyone who wants to listen to this and come after me. Fine. It's just not no, my no, taste. No, I'm saying that's It's just not my no, no. taste. It's, that's it's all it is. It's the sound
0: of I'm saying that's fine. Like it's I, just I get it. Taste. You don't have to like the sound of music. It's not anyone's taste. that's alive still. The sound of music came out like whatever
1: 60 years ago First or something of all, like that. I have friends who are music <laughs> musical buffs and what's funny about I can listen to them talk about it, but if they ask me to go then I'm like, "Oh no, no, our friendship might be over." Like you're testing <laughs> 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 <Good till scene, laughs> the the ten, the ten Rules <laughs> our friendship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. sit next to me because I'll be yeah. laughing at wrong, right. the wrong parts. All and right. also, so with Hamilton, to me, I'm never going to see Hamilton. I'm not going to watch it on TV. I could possibly be enticed to taking some edibles and watching it because that way I get a little bit of fun feeling and I'm able to kind of go, "Oh, okay." Because I'm interested in everything. It's just that musicals make me—they set my teeth on it. This,
0: to, to be clear, this does not sound like you're interested in everything. This sounds but, like there's a, ho- there's a line, and on the other side of that are musicals. there's
1: going to be so hours in the day, boo. I can only do so much. <laughs> so, I'm going out with somebody, they got Hamilton tickets. I'm like, I'm not paying, let's go. So, that's what I mean by being interested. But, left my own devices, I'm going to be watching a documentary. Absolutely. So you're saying
0: you'll try the free food in the Costco aisle, but you're not going to like go out and sample it on I'm your own volition. I'm not going to my
1: heart, earned American dollars on Hamilton. No. And then i was I'm sorry, re-
2: Seth, you were about to say something yeah, else. Just, just that I agree <laughs> in bark, bark. every way, shape, and form with what Stephen just said. That is exactly my response. And I, and I had the same experience as a kid. I really liked musicals. I would watch them on TV. I remember these like, um, big production Hollywood musicals from like the 40s or 50s mm. with like you know the big fountain and the dancers the synchronized swimmers and and the, and the lead coming down and you know the jewelry and the, and the and the and the um the the huge sets which were you know were, were being moved by by human beings that you couldn't see and and the dashing um lead and all of that and and like the makeup mm. and hair and and I was mesmerized as a kid. And mm-hmm. as I got older and older, I could feel it slipping away. And I would try. I would try. Like, I, I I, would go and see things on Broadway, bring in the noise, bring in the funk. Mm-hmm. Lawrence took me to see Fella, the, the musical no, t- by Fella No, I took Poutine. you to see Fella. Did you? Re- I took you to see Fella. Uh-huh. That's me. Then I must have seen it twice because I saw it with Lawrence too. I definitely <laughs> I don't did. I don't think so. Okay. Right, I, don't well. think, I don't think so. Oh, but as, <laughs> I, but as I got older, I could feel it getting more and more tedious to to me. And now the idea of sitting, to be
0: to be clear, fellow was not good. Okay, it was it was a bad music. Okay,
2: okay, fine, whatever. But I mean, um, like it, I couldn't I couldn't sit through Hamilton. Like I know that it would take a, I would be there for about thirty five minutes, and then I'd be like, I have to go. My nervous system is starting to shut down. I, c- I, c- I can. I- <laughs> Everything's pinpoint. I'm just about to die. I'm starting to
1: have
0: conniptions. I'm just okay. Like, so a couple right. of things. So Hamilton is a bad story. Okay. All right. So I mean, Lin Manuel uh, is a phenomenal writer as far as, uh, for music. Mm-hmm. I mean, his his music is he's is incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, or has worked incredibly hard at it. That's probably a better way to say it. Um, his facility for storytelling, at least as it is represented in Hamilton is, is not robust. Um, it's basically just Hamilton's biography. There's, there are too many subplots. Um, there are too many like, like incomplete arcs, um, story arcs. Okay. Um, and so I don't think Hamilton is a good representative for, for storytelling, but for, for listening and watching phenomenally, uh, talented people sing and dance and, and be choreographed in a particular way. Mm. Um, I find good musicals and good musical numbers thrilling. Okay. The silliness of, Progressing a story, or I guess what would be called a rock opera now, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because really, if there's no dialogue in between, it's a rock opera. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the the sort of out of step nature of that form of storytelling with what we've grown up with and what is more contemporary. I get, I understand, I, I understand that. But when you have such uh, aesthetic surety of something. Um, to like, you know, be, to declare that there's no musical that you could enjoy or that you could sit through, Mm -hmm. fill in the blank with that. I think at that point we're talking about kind of social demarcations and we're talking about what social groups we belong to. Even, I don't mean amongst your friends. I don't, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about sort of our intellectual, especially for us, intellectual affiliations. Let's shortlist it. So, what else is on that list besides musicals for you guys? What are the other cultural forms that are so like,
1: Ridiculous! No,
0: just yeah. Well, that, just not no, your the, taste. Yeah, the first, thing, just yeah, not the your first taste. thing that you would. Well, it's not just not your taste. You get you you are animated by. I'm not trying by, to shut
1: down any musicals. I just don't like them. No 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no,
0: no, 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 no way! I know you're not like a, you're not, it's not cancel <laughs> culture. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <But,
1: laughs> COVID nineteen <laughs> was for me to slow down all the musicals
2: on um, Broadway. That yeah, was that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> that's I, I, could, yeah. I can't. I can't deal with opera. I find opera really. I, I, Okay. Mm. I just cannot, you know, I mean, for the same reason, like uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a way in which the ostensible storytelling that's happening is, mm. is constantly being so just, frustrated by the intrusion of singing mm. for me. So I just, mm. I can't, okay. uh, or, my, or my ability to follow the story is constantly being frustrated by the intrusion of singing. So operas don't work for me. Plays are really, especially, yes, Yes, Mm. plays are difficult, but they're they're not quite over the line in the way that musicals and operas are. And um, plays are hard, but but I can do them if they are super well written or they're innovative. I can definitely be there for, for three hours. But what's weird for me is it should almost, I think, given my sensibilities, it should almost be not the opposite, but it should be different. I actually find the most compelling art form in some ways to be film. And I don't write about mm. film much. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I spend most of my time talking about visual art, the plastic arts, you know, mm-hmm. painting and drawing, right. la la la, performance right. installation. It would seem to me, given that um, that plays, that's, that is drama, mm-hmm. because it has a live human element would be more compelling to me, but they're not, they're not. I find I can really immerse myself in a film um even if it's a relatively bad film the other day I watched mm-hmm. I watched both versions of The Manchurian Candidate back to back I watched the uh, one from 1960 with Frank Sinatra and then a uh, from 1960 something and then I watched a remake with Denzel Washington oh. and I really did some critical analysis as I was sitting there watching them I don't think I would have the wherewithal to do that with a drama I just I don't think I could sit there sit through like one and then stay there and sit through another and kind of compare mm-hmm. what's between two, so I would be, I would be beyond antsy. I'd just be, I okay. just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I just don't have the, uh, I know, but here, I want to push back on this a little bit, Travis. I don't, it doesn't why feel. I like, you think
0: your examples have successfully pushed back on that. Well, fair. Enough. I mean, but you please please go ahead. But, but I, I mean, but I, 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 don't see, think, but I see I see your point.
2: But I don't think it's I don't think it's intellectual affiliation. I think it's just uh, it really mm-hmm. is just some sort of um, I don't know, like part of myself that is has been closing down and maybe other parts are opening up. So there's mm. just some sort of something I respond to in the medium. And some things I absolutely do not respond to in other mediums. Um, mm. But I don't, but I don't, I don't ever use it as a consciously, at least. I never use it as a kind of metric for anything, right? Because yeah. there are tons of people who I care about who love musicals and love operas and mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. I, there's, it tells me nothing about someone, whether they do or not. So that's why I don't think that it's necessa- there's any sort of intellectual affiliation. I think that's fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. That's, a, that's a really,
1: fair really good point about um, not responding to something. Because then you made me think, well, I was sitting in a, a musical a moment ago in my mind, and I go, I like call and response. This mm-hmm. is why I like concerts, right? Mm-hmm. And there are some music that do have a call and response. They come out in the audience, they dance with you or whatever, mm-hmm. or they ask you to kind of be there. Cats, I think, right? Something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But it was like, so when I'm sitting still... Mm-hmm. I have more space for documentaries and films and mm-hmm. certain television shows mm-hmm. than I do being live with somebody else. I expect mm-hmm. to be there's some interaction mm-hmm. other than my clapping or showing approval or, mm-hmm. boo, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, want, I really enjoy interaction. Mm-hmm. I love interaction. I'm not a spectator in that way when mm-hmm. it comes to people out in front of me. So I think that might be it. I think that's possibly it. So thank you for saying that, Mm. what what you respond to and what you don't respond to. Mm. Yeah, I have,
0: you know, for me, I have a difficult time just throwing in the towel on any art form, even if it's something that I don't, uh, that doesn't appeal to me. So uh, you mentioned opera. I don't know that I, I've only successfully stayed awake through one opera in my life. And I have tried half a dozen times. So I've, and I mean, like you know, serious efforts. And you know, uh, I mean, I, I did make it through one. Um, there's a um, a really innovative opera company out here in L. A. Um, who's uh, uh, it's not pop opera. I forget what it is, but they do some. Uh, I went to see La Traviata. Anyway, it w- it was really good. It was really engaging. I stayed awake the whole time. I nearly nodded off in the middle, but I, for that stuff, I I feel like it's a lack of education on my part of understanding. Mm. Kind of like I don't have enough hooks to engage in the medium, mm. and um, and I don't. I want to. I want to be super clear that i don't i don't throw that out there to say like well you know i understand my own i'm always working to better myself i actually don't mean it that way i what i mean is that i think i might be self-conscious that there is some domain of human like intellectual engagement that I can't appreciate, right. and so it's an insecurity. Right. It's not. It's not born out of nobility. Right. It's born out of like me not being comfortable right. with something that there's others that people get that I don't get. Right. So right. It, right. I think that's more the source of that. Right. Um, and so I think you had enough counter examples. You know, the play thing is a pretty good example of that. Um, which clearly, it's not about. I, I mean, maybe not clearly, but I, I'm convinced of what you said. It doesn't necessarily seem to be something to do with intellectual affiliation Mm -hmm. uh it's just probably it's just something i'm not as comfortable with saying like i i don't like this i'm not gonna you know so that's it's probably just more that that's my response to that
2: yeah fair fair enough yeah,
1: no. Well, I don't like that response. <laughs> <laughs> How
0: about that? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, I mean, I think we're coming up on time. It's a two-part podcast. We knew we were going to do that going into it. You know, the, the, I think probably the, the most compelling part was the continuation of our conversation from the, you know, if, yeah, I, can, about if I can be a little Kanye and go back and, like, yeah. sort of self-assess what we've done. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you know. So, so, so,
2: I, so information then we figured out that guns are a bit more complicated or complex a signifier than perhaps mm-hmm. we initially thought and mm-hmm. and steven and i both recognized that at least i recognize my insecurity about being taken as passive and Stephen recognizes that he's not um he just doesn't want to carry around the gun and neither do i um Although, uh, 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 perhaps alternatively, um, Travis is quite comfortable with being strapped to the teeth. (laughs) (laughs) I'm carrying now. You can't say I'm shooting right now. Stop! I'm
1: just I'm just trying to get groceries. Jeez.
2: We figured out that Kanye is nuts, and that unfortunately he's part of a zeitgeist which really privileges. Uh, Hyperactive eight-year-old. Uh, yes, yes, and and opinions that have no basis in experience or um, intellectual curiosity or, or research, and that there's a kind of and that's also a sign of a kind of erosion of our public discourse um, mm. being mm. being.
0: Uh, Filtered through social
2: media. Yeah, yeah. They, they, but but mm-hmm. that also, that, that, is, that, is our, that is our public discourse, right? Mm-hmm. That, that, that's also not rooted in any sort of search, any sort of principle mm-hmm. search for evidence and for facts. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then Hamilton, we realized in that uh, people just really <laughs> come at things with bad faith too often, way too often all right that
0: was, it's like you just anyone tuning in just fast forward to the last like 90 seconds and <laughs> Seth gave you a lowdown on the on the, the two episodes so. and if
1: you like to listen to it then you go back and listen yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so uh, thank you very much for the conversation um, and I'll uh, talk to you guys next week
1: cool okay